Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Adam. And this is Amir. And welcome back to the show. This is Season 21, Episode 2. Amir, we got a really interesting album that we're going to be doing today, so why don't you tell everyone what that is? We're going to be doing possibly one of the greatest guitar players to ever grace us, Tony Iommi, his 2000 album, self-titled, is called Iommi. There's 10 tracks, and each track features a different vocalist. So that's going to be interesting. They range from a lot of different people, so there's too many to list right now, but we're just going to go ahead and get into it. Again, we'll, there's 10 tracks, so we'll split it up 5 and 5. This will be part 1. Let's start off with the first track. This one's called Laughing Man in the Devil's Mask, and it's featuring Henry Rollins singing on vocals. Never heard this before either. Yeah, we we heard one song of the album. I'm interested to hear all the riffs. That's kind of heavy for an Iomi riff. singing. Of course, Iomi killing the fucking riff as always. Right. Yeah, he's a good singer. He, I've heard him sing before. He's a good singer. This, uh, this song had almost like a Pantera vibe to it. Like, I didn't expect it to be, like, this heavy hit. It's kind of funny, because, uh, Phil and Samo does sing on this album. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> According to Tony, though, they've had, uh, they did three songs together, but only one ended up on the album, so there's still two that nobody's ever heard. I hope we hear those one day. I hope. Doesn't look bad. There's nobody that does it better. He was like 75 years old and he's still fucking shredding shit. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, 
And they, all, all these songs are like uh, probably around the four minute range. Yeah, three, four minute range. I wish we had lyrics, man. I really did. I think Dave Grohl features on this album, too. Yeah. You're hearing Dave Grohl sing on a fucking Iomi riff. I'm gonna do that. Off to a pretty strong start. That was a good song. Yeah. Yeah, Henry Rollins is a good singer. I mean, I've heard him sing on a couple of different projects. Definitely a good track. I mean, of course, I only kill on the riff as always. Alright, track number two. This one's called Meat, and it's featuring Skin. Now, who did you tell me that this was? She was, uh... She's a singer in a band. She does, like, a couple of different genres. Yeah, she mainly does, like, rock, uh, alternative rock. Uh, she's, like, a producer. She's a DJ. She's from England as well, actually. Okay. Well, let's see what this is like. This is uh, track number two. This was, this track is called Meat, and it's featuring Skin. I'm excited to see what it sounds like. I've never, you know, we've never had female vocals on uh, an Iomi riff before, so it'd be interesting to see what it sounds like. No idea what to expect, because again, we've never really heard this album before. By the way, while we're going through this album, I want you to keep track of every riff that you hear, and I want you to tell me what your favorite riff was. Because right when the song starts, I'm immediately looking for that riff. the album, but the band that him and him, Ronnie, Geezer, and Vinny Apice would eventually form a couple years after this album. Because that album we're going to listen to this season too, because I really want you to hear it. She has a pretty decent voice. Yeah, I like her voice. Very powerful. Oh, that drumming. I'm liking it so far, man. I'm really liking it. Supposedly he's in the studio working on an, working on another solo project. I hope he does something like this again. I hope. She has a really great voice. She does. Are you going like, with this, Naomi? Yeah, I feel like we're going to get a solo. Mm. 
I really like her voice, man. I love how her voice is following the drumming. Oh, oh my god, the drum! <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Oh shit. That freaking double bass. Dude, everything flows like so well. I think all, I like all going with that fucking riff. I think I like this track better than the first track, I'll admit. Like, we've never even heard of her, but man, I'm impressed. Same. This guy's a great singing voice. Listen to that fucking riff, dude. Like, if, if I only ever decide to just, like, feel like a tour by himself, because I, I know he's kind of one of the more healthier guys from Black Sabbath. Yeah. I mean, the reason they stopped touring after their last World War was Savage because like touring was kind of taking a toll on them yeah. traveling so much but if, but if he randomly decides to pop up at a festival somewhere I have to be there dude. oh yeah hell yeah I have to be there that track was amazing Another kick-ass riff, too. Alright, track number three. Oh, this one's featuring Dave. So, this is track number three. This one's called Goodbye, Lament. Is that, is that how you say it? I think so. Goodbye, Lament. And it's featuring Dave Grohl, obviously from Foo Fighters fame. Let's see how this one sounds. I'm intrigued, because I love Foo Fighters. Plus, I want to hear how Dave sings on a Naomi riff. came out so this is right after you did learn to fly and all that stuff
bit of a slower paced song compared to the last one. Yeah. change from the first two. Right. We're gonna get another solo maybe? I don't know where this is going. Or is it just gonna like pick up? said at some point Dave told him to take off the drummer from Soundgarden so he could play on it. Oh yeah, that's right. And then he also sang on it, obviously. Right? What if he like drum and sang at the same time? That'd be pretty cool. I'm sure he's, I mean, he's done that before, I believe. Yeah. different. Yeah. It was good to hear him sing, though. It was. Alright, let's move on to track number four. This next one is called Time is Mine, H featuring Phil Anselmo from Pantera. Uh, I haven't heard this song yet, and supposedly, according to Tony Iommi, they recorded three songs together, but only this one made it onto the album. So the other two probably weren't released. But I hope we get to hear them someday. Well, let's listen to this one we do have. This one's called Time Is Mine. This is track number four. These riffs, man. so far. Honestly, I really like the grip on the bottom of the skin. I'm trying to see where this song is going, though. Oh, I like that. 
has like a western, almost bluesy sound to it. Listen to that riff, dude. I bet you everyone that was featured as a vocalist on this album was so damn honored to be able to work with this man. Yeah. Because, dude, everyone that sings on this album is into this genre, and this genre would not have been possible had it not been shared. Exactly. So it's fitting in a way. Hell, if anything, they probably grew up listening to Black Sabbath and Iobi's work. What's funny is that I think probably most of them were. Yeah. Do you like Phil singing? It sounds really nice in this song. And obviously, like, his, his harsh vocals are really shining on this song. You definitely get some pan-turner nods. Can't get enough of these fucking riffs, dude. That was a kick-ass song. That was. <laughs> Damn. And it sucks that there's two more that they made together that no one's heard. They gotta release that someday, man. I know. That was a good choice to end up on the album, though. I'm just curious what the other two sound like now. Because if that one was that good, I can only imagine what the other two would have been like. Alright, now it's time. This is going to be the end of part one with this last song. When it's gonna, this one's track number five. This is the only track that we've heard from this whole album. And it's called Patterns, and it's featuring Surge from System of Down. 
Now, Amir knows why I love this track is because it's my one of my favorite Iomi riffs that I've heard in forever. Let's get into it. We agree that this one sounded better than the Deconstructor. Yeah, that song was dog shit. <laughs> this is my house better. It's hard, it's hard to beat this riff, dude. I don't know if, if... I don't know if... If we're gonna have one to beat out this riff, this might... I mean, this is still my favorite. Yeah. You know, I think the, one of the many reasons De Deconstructed didn't sound that good personally was because Serge is still trying to do this style of singing when he shouldn't be doing it anymore. Yeah, he doesn't have that... He doesn't have that raspiness anymore. No, he, he's getting a lot older, man. See, that right there, that's what he was still trying to do on on that track. And it just didn't work because he, personally, I don't think he can do it anymore. If he did more like a softer voice, I feel like it would have worked perfectly. Yeah. Imagine like if he had toured for this album and had all those guest vocalists with him. That'd be so cool, dude. Especially if he did it now. Now can you imagine being at that show and listening to this track with that riff? Imagine if he recreated something like this but with modern day like rock legends. Because you know, at the time these were the big artists. Right? Mm -hmm. But... What if he did it now with, like, the guys that we grew up with in here? See, listen to that. Like, imagine an Iomi track with, like, Ken from Breaking Benjamin. Sean from either. Man, Aaron Lewis from Spain. Endless opportunities. Scott Stapp. <laughs> A Creed Sabbath collaboration? Come on. Miles Kennedy. You know, so many great vocalists you could collaborate Keep the song alive, dude. Mm -hmm. 
That riff is like the backbone of this track, dude. Keeping everything going. Imagine hearing that at a show. to beat that song, man. That's still that, my favorite. That riff, that, that, that's still my hands down my, my favorite riff so far on the album. But alright, that's the halfway point. That's officially the end of part one. But before we go, halfway through the album, how, what do you think about it so far? So far, so good, man. Uh, obviously, Patterns was a great song. Time is Mine really surprised me. I loved Phil's vocals on that song. Mm-hmm. Meat. Well, that was a really great song. Skin has such a great, powerful voice. That took me by surprise, man. And, and hearing Dave sing on an Iomi riff was just like a fucking pleasure. Because this this was like a year after they did, you know, Learn to Fly and There's Nothing Left to Lose. Right. Because that was like back in 99. This is like 2000. So it's like a little after their third album. I'd say my top two has to be Patterns and Meat. Yeah. Those two songs are just... Man, I really don't really know if good. I can pick though because like I kind of feel like that's like saying that all the others aren't good when that's not the case because they're all great yeah they all have their own unique style to it and every riff is different but it has that classic Iomi feel right because like dude for example Patterns the one thing keeping that going track going like that was was that riff as, as long as that kept going everything else just fell into place Alright, well, that's going to do it for part one. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back after this, and we'll immediately start part two and finish off the album. So stay tuned. So now, we're officially moving on to part two of the Iomi album, and we're going to start off with track number six. This one's called Black Oblivion, and it's featuring Billy Corgan, who I believe is the lead singer for Smashing Pumpkins. So uh, let's get into it. This is an eight-minute track, so be prepared, but let's see where it goes. We're in for a ride. Hey, you want a faster wrist, there you go. Mm-hmm. 
song going? No idea, because Patterns was the only song we heard before this one. Everything else has been a surprise. much going on in this song. I know. <laughs> really making use of that time.
like they took a bunch of songs and just mashed it together and <laughs> one perfectly blended eight minute song. We're about to reach the six minute mark. I really like this little slowdown section that they did. Song and I really love that last two minute section where they just it was really somber and they just let a little bit of the guitar work come through. Yeah, very nice. Okay, look up this name right here and see if you can tell me who this is. That, that name sounds it, it looks familiar. Familiar, uh, let's see, Ian. Find out what it's about. Uh, we're gonna move. This is gonna be track number seven, and the track's called "Flame On." It's featuring Ian Asbury. Thank you. 
This album turns 24 years old this year. No one's getting around and listening to it. Alright. <laughs> like, I was six when this album came out. See, when it came to Sabbath, you know, instead of breakdowns, you got solos. Right. With the riffs. Now, you'll never catch Sabbath doing a breakdown. But you can always expect Although, I'm sure Iomi could do it if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. Probably easily. But I'm glad he's probably going to choose not to. That's for the best, because... I, I want him to stay yeah, he has a certain, in, in the light of which I know him now. He has a certain style. Singing voice. I might need to look more into his occult 
Definitely. See what they uh, what they sound like. Great voice, great riff, good solo. Pretty all around solid song. Definitely. Peter Steele. Peter Steele. Is he the singer from? I want to take a stab here. I'm probably gonna be wrong, but uh. All right, let's see if you can get it before Google. Steely, Steely Dan. Probably dead wrong on that. But typo negative. Typo negative. <laughs> you were way <laughs> Typo negative? Holy shit. That's a name I've never heard in forever. I know, right? Why was I thinking of Steely Dan? Because I was thinking about World Tour. Because <laughs> I know they have a fucking song on there from Steely Dan that I was thinking about. Yeah, he, only, he died at only 48 years old. What year did he die? 2010. Damn. 10 died, years after this album. He died young. Good God, man. Damn. Well, track number eight, this one's called Just Say No to Love, and it's featuring Peter Steele from Typo Negative. I never really got into Typo Negative. I didn't either. I knew who they were and everything. I never really listened to much of them, though. They're singing there, you know, I had no idea who, what his name was. instead of up to
This one might come over, come out over a little, a little over an hour long, maybe. Probably so. This second part is pretty lengthy. I gotta tell you though, dude, I'm loving this album. Yeah, me too. It's actually pretty nice. Hearing all the guest vocals and like getting kind of a piece of like all these different artists and bands. Like I, I would, I want, I want Tony to do more, more albums like this. Yeah, it'd be nice to have him do like more collaboration. Obviously not what he's recently been putting out with with Surge, but yeah, that was that was charity based. So I mean, that yeah. wasn't really like supposed to be like a that wasn't really supposed to be like a track that's meant to get them out there more. It was really just to be it was really just to raise money for that charity. Right. So that I can forgive, but I mean, like I said, it had nothing to do with Iomi though, because he was like the same words on that track. Right. Another good track. That one was definitely the most different when it came to vocal wise. Yeah, that one was very neat, especially with that uh, kind of opera style of singing. All right, let's move on to track number nine. Now, this one's called "Who's Full and Who," and it's featuring Ozzy. Uh, classic. Good old Sabbath reunion. This one is six minutes long. But hey, it's obvious on me. I haven't disliked anything from this album. Where are we going with this? 
It might be like one of my more like I guess one of the more catchier choruses on the album. Oh, where are we going with this? Pick up. I love the like the tone of the guitar of this album man. I know. Darkness behind it. Had to throw in the belt hole at the end. Shit. Nice little collaboration again with them too. Yeah. Alright. Now we're on to the final track of the album. This is track number 10. It's called Into the Night and it's featuring Billy Idol. Sorry for all the coughing, everyone. I'm, I've been dealing with the same sickness I got three years ago around the same time in January, back in season five. Season four or season five, one of those two.
notes on this second part of the album. You definitely have. That rebel yell sound. See why I want to see him so bad one day. Right, just hey man, he can make any riff for any song just work so well. This just proves that with this album, just proves that like with people who have completely different singing styles, he can play with any of them. Yeah, I mean he's, I mean, like for example, Serge has like a very unique voice. He made that song great. Obviously he. You know, he's worked with Ozzy, so he knows what to expect there. Jelly Idol, like, this song is great. Even, you know, with, even with, Skin, like, I mean, her voice is very unique. Henry Rollins was good, and fucking, uh, um, really with Phil Anselmo. Yeah, Pantera, Phil, like, with, he, could, he could do it all, man. With Phil being obviously, like, a, a you know, harsher vocals, like, Iomi could have, like, stuck to like one style but instead he decided to just go all out he made a heavier riff for that song and just he, le he learned how to adapt to people's style that's what I like about Iomi he he's not a like he's not just one style definitely well that is it for the Iomi album all 10 tracks my god, what a fucking journey that was. 
Those are some of the most amazing riffs that I've heard from Iona. They have some good. So, uh, what was your favorite riff on the whole on the whole album? Because oh, there was a lot of great ones in there. I'd have to say, still patterns. Patterns is still, you know. Time in Mind is up there as well. Yeah, that, that track with Phil was really fun. That was a great track. If I have to choose top three, uh, pattern, Patterns will be number one. Time in Mind, two. And then the track with Skin Meat. That's, that's my top three for the album. Sounds good. All the tracks were fucking amazing, though. I didn't dislike anything. I had no complaints about anything. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't have any complaints either. So, Mr. Tony Iommi, I know you're not going to be listening to this, but if you do, by some random miracle of the world, please make more albums like your 2000 Iommi album. Get a whole bunch of guest musicians, vocalists, have them on. Play some, play your iconic riffs, especially on vocal, every track. Vocalists from like the modern era. Yeah, definitely make make like another. Another Iomi album, but with some more current day vocalists, because I think it would do wonder. You could do some amazing things with some of the current singers from today's time. Fantastic. What, what would you rate the album on a scale of one to ten? Uh, honestly, I'd say probably like a nine out of ten. It's a great album, dude. I'm giving it a solid ten just because of Iomi's riffs. His riffs kept all these songs going and kept all of them alive, especially with patterns. Especially with all the, the, the different styles, like. And it just shows that he can do it all, man. Right. He had so many different vocalists on there that all had their own style of how they sing. Like for instance, like we were talking about, you know, especially with Surge, that was pretty different. Surge, Phil, and definitely Phil and Selma. Like that, that was one of the better. That was one of the really great Skin, ones. Right there. Uh, Just say no to love. That was a unique one as well. Yeah, from uh, Type of Name. Yeah. That Billy Idol track was fucking great too. Yeah, that was a great track, dude. Like just hearing that raspiness and, and Billy's voice, it did kind of remind me of Rebel Yell. But like a much that that, that section of the song where it started picking up and it started going faster and he started singing faster. Yeah. I really enjoy. I really like that. Really, really cool. Fantastic album. I'm really glad. That we finally got to listen to it on the show because it, this album deserved to be on be on the show. Yeah. Because of everything that man has given us since the early seventies, I really I really want to do more of his work on the show. So any projects or anything anything come up, I'll definitely let you know. Because it is obviously a treat every time we get to hear another Iomi riff. Because the dude's pretty much like the guy's pretty much like my music idol. But that's going to do it, I guess, for uh, today's episode. It's probably going to come out to a little over an hour long now. So uh, it was a damn good treat, though, and I'm really glad we got to listen to it. I'm going to be coming back to this album quite a bit in my spare time. A lot of these tracks. But that's going to go ahead and do it for us. I want to thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoyed. And we'll see you all on next week's episode, which I believe is going to be... Uh, 
if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Immortal Disfigurement's new uh, debut album comes out next Friday. So excited for that, man. So, definitely you're going to look forward to that. Because I believe it comes out on the 19th, and I think that's what next Friday is. Yes. So, definitely look forward to that. I'm really, really anxious. But we want to thank you all for listening. We hope you all enjoyed. And we will see you all next Friday for Immortal Disfigurement.